Lawson from sophielawson.com and this is episode 25 of the So Free Art podcast which is a little podcast I do each week about art and things and this one's going to be a spontaneous A to Z of art so I'm just going to run through the alphabet I haven't put any thought into it and the first thing that comes to mind to do with art is going to be what the letter is for and then I'll just talk a little bit about it. It might, I think it might be quite a fun one. So that's coming, that's the main topic. You can find show notes and stuff at sofreeart.com. I think that's it really. This podcast um, was going to be completely different because I woke up this morning and it was going to be about automatic writing which is something I've been doing every single day for, I think it's 168 days now. It's the first thing first thing I do in the morning, and it's been really helpful for so many things. And I, I feel like it's it could be quite amazing if you did automatic writing. It could really help you with your art. So I, I would like to have talked about that today. But while I was at work, I had this idea of doing this A to Z one. And I just think it's. I want to do it now because if I don't do it now, I would have too much time to think about all of the letters and it wouldn't be as spontaneous. But I was thinking that what I might do is um, maybe the, the next episode or a later episode, I'll do a proper A to Z where I actually plan it out and stuff. And then it might be quite nice to see like what comes up when I plan it a bit better. <laughs> so... Um, and the other thing was that there's another podcast I really want to do, but I need to plan it a bit more, because the podcast this week was going to be about paradoxes. So that's paradoxes in art and paradoxes in life, because I love paradoxes, and I think paradoxes are where, like, all of the... I think paradoxes are where wisdom is, really, because I think the universe itself is a massive paradox, um, and with art, there are so many paradoxes, and I've, I've, what I need to do is I need to write them all down so that I can proper talk about them. But like just off the top of my head, a couple of them are like, um, like the paradox of when you have a drawing, if you make a part of the drawing, say you got a piece of the drawing and you want to make it darker, you can make that piece of the drawing darker by making everything else lighter. Or the other way around. So that's kind of a paradox. Because it means you can change things without changing the thing you're trying to change. (laughs) Which is quite funny. And then another one is um, how you can do better drawing. You can draw something more accurately by not trying to draw the thing you're drawing. But drawing the shapes around the thing you're trying to draw. Because it means that you start forgetting about what you're trying to draw and the mind can't draw the mind isn't going to start drawing what it thinks it's seeing you're you're only going to be drawing the shapes and that's another paradox because it means you can do a better drawing by not drawing the thing you want to draw (laughs) but there's so many of those and I, I, I can't wait to do that podcast but I want like I say I want to do a bit more planning on that one but I think that might be next week's but this one is going to be all about the A to Z of art. Um, some of these letters 
because I've just, I've, what I've done is I've wrote all of the letters down and as I'm writing, as I come up with the idea, I'm going to write it down um, for the show notes. So, but I'm looking at some of these letters and I haven't got a clue what I'm going to say for those. <laughs> so I'll probably have to edit out a, lot, a bit of the silence. Actually, no, I won't. This is spontaneous. <laughs> so let's start with the letter A. And what springs to mind is the word abstract, which I actually did a podcast about that a few episodes ago, about abstract painting. And so I would say letter A is abstract because what I didn't realise was that abstract painting isn't as abstract as you think because there is some sort of like structure to it. So even though it is, it is abstract and random... There's still some sort of structure going. That's kind of like a paradox. <laughs> abstract is a paradox because, like I said, you are making it up, but but you'll notice patterns in it. So even though it's random, it's not. So that's letter A. I'm going to try and do these a bit quick because otherwise it could go on forever. <laughs> um, the next one, letter B. What springs to mind is two. It's either boring exercises because <laughs> there's, there's a load of boring drawing exercises but then I also thought book because that's where you get all the wisdom I think I'm going to go with boring exercises that's the first one that came up so B is for boring exercises which I feel are it's kind of like part of the experience really and you can I've, I've noticed you can grow to love them because you see results, but they they are still quite sometimes boring, and you could also say like tedious. An example of one of these would be there's a drawing exercise which helps improve your hand-to-eye coordination, and it's called the blind. It could have been is another one for B blind contour drawing. <laughs> see when I do this one properly, without spontaneous B would probably be blind contour drawings because it's um what you're doing there is you're you've got a really complicated object in your hand such as um like what i normally do is a scrunched up piece of paper and if you like look at that it's just a complete mess of random lines and shapes so what the reason what you do is you hold that in your hand and you get your pencil on the piece of paper and what you do is you look at the object, you stare at the shape, the complicated shape, which could also be like the palm of your hand with all the lines on it. Um, and you stare at that without being able to see the paper and the pencil. And you set a timer of, say, five minutes or something. And then you spend that five minutes staring at the shape with your eyes and your right ha- your drawing hand, which is out of your vision, is drawing the lines on the paper on the paper so you don't you never see what you're actually drawing until the end and all you'll end up with is a mass of just messy lines but what it does is it over time it means that you can start looking at say you're at life drawing class and you've got a model in front of you you can start looking at the model without having to look at your pencil so you can start drawing without having to look at what you're drawing and that helps improve your hand-to-eye coordination. So it helps your like proportions and stuff. 
But the thing is, it's a really, it can be a really tedious exercise. It's especially hard to start doing because it's, because you sort of think it's boring, you end up making it like a bit boring or like tedious. But it's one of these things that once you start doing it, like before you know it, the time has disappeared. And you sometimes I finish those and I, I kind of want to keep doing them. <laughs> so even that's another paradox. <laughs> even though it's it can be a bit tedious, you enjoy it by the end of it. I think it's just starting it that's the hardest bit. So B B is boring exercises. Um, number C, letter C. <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what springs to mind? I'm going to say it. Crap drawings. So C is crap drawings, and what's that? What that is about is the amount of like crap drawings you have to do. <laughs> That's funny. The amount of crap drawings you have to do. Again, this is like part of the process. In order to get to your good drawings, you have to go through a bunch of crap drawings, and this always happens. So, like when I started doing gesture drawings, I don't know how long, but there was just months of doing like crap gesture drawings and it can be a little bit it can be a bit demoralizing when you're not able to draw what you want it doesn't look like what you want it to look like but if you know that you have to do these crap drawings (laughs) in order to get to the good ones like you kind of enjoy it and then the good thing about that is all these crap drawings actually help you later on because like say in five months time or something you'll look back at your drawings that you've done and you'll realize how crap they are (laughs) because they get they get even more crapper with time (laughs) so as as the time passes they become more crapper because you're getting better so they're getting but actually sometimes this could be another paradox i think this is going to be all about paradoxes again Sometimes you look at those drawings that you thought were crap at the time, and they actually, some of them are sometimes better. So some of them age better, and some of them, but most of them do get more crapper with time. So C is crap drawings. <laughs> D, the letter D is for, do, do, you know what, do you know what came into my head? A quote, don't give up. And that kind of goes back to the crap drawings. There's, with with um, with art, with the process of art, there seems to be so many times when you want to give up, not just drawing, but like painting. It does seem like a lot of stuff to do with art is about getting your mind to the right place where you don't give up, because it's like I've been there before where I've gone through months. I think it was 2016 was the worst one. I went through about... In 2016, I went through about... It must have been about four months or something where I I really felt like I was going to give up on drawing because that's when I was starting to try to draw my own characters and I was just struggling with it so much. And I think I was trying so hard that I ended up just not enjoying it and I was getting burnout and stuff because I was trying too hard. So... That is not to give up, but sometimes you have to go through that to like realize that I guess that also is part of the process is having days when you want to give up 
So D is just to remember, don't give up. <laughs> e, the first thing that comes to mind is electric, um, I was going to say, yeah, electric eraser. The first thing that comes to mind is electric eraser. So I've got this, well, actually it's a battery operated eraser, but you can also get like electric ones. I don't know, can you get electric ones? I think I might have just made that up. Batteries and electric is sort of the same. <laughs> so, um, let's say electric eraser slash battery eraser. And the good thing about what this is, is it's a little eraser, which is powered by batteries, which is a form of, is batteries, I don't, is batteries a form of electricity? <laughs> I think so. Do I sound stupid? <laughs> um, so what you do with these is, You've got this you've got this little eraser which is operated by a battery. And it because it's operated by a battery it spins really quickly. And because it's spinning so quickly, it means that when you put that eraser onto a piece of paper, which has got like pencil tone on it, it's spinning so quickly that it will just really get rid of the pencil. And it's probably the the best type of eraser to get the paper back to pure white I mean it might not always be able to do it but if there's any eraser that's going to be able to get rid of pencil marks it's going to be the battery eraser or the electric eraser so that's the first thing that comes to mind with the letter E electric eraser the letter F the first thing that comes to mind is finished drawing yes that's the favourite part. Um, they all say you have to enjoy the process. And you, you do. Because if you don't enjoy the process, you won't be able to have any finished drawings. But definitely the favourite bit is the finished drawing. Because um, it's just nice having a bunch of drawings. And even if it's just a little sketch that you've only done for a couple of minutes, like just to have a little finished drawing or sketch or something it's kind of quite motivating and satisfying and the finished drawing is what makes all the crap drawings worth it because you'll have a little finished drawing and you'll look at it and be like so happy that it will motivate you to do more and you'll be able to look back at those crap drawings and be like thank you for the crap drawings because I've now got a finished drawing <laughs> so like everything helps each other so the letter F is finished drawing. And the letter G, the letter G, I would, hmm, that's interesting. Gordon King, that's what came into my head. And Gordon King is actually the first inspirational artist on the website, which is at sophielawson.com slash inspirational. If you go into the artists, Gordon King is actually the, the artist who started the entire inspirational section on the website because this was back in I think it was 2014 I was I was randomly on I think it was eBay or something and I saw a Gordon King painting and it was the first time in my life because I'd only been drawing for about a year it was the first time in my life that I saw a piece of art that really like affected me and I didn't realize that art could do that and 
like I was so inspired by his paintings, and he what he he always draws, he always paints the um, like female poses, but he has he has a really nice flow to his like his gestures and everything. I think in his paintings I saw what I wanted to do one day, um, but I was so inspired by his work that I had to talk about it on. I wanted to talk about it on the website. <coughs> I wanted to talk about it on the website. And I had this idea of creating like a section of my favourite, or what I now call, because it actually started as my favourite artists. And then when I redesigned the site last year, I renamed it to Inspirational Artists. So Gordon King is the first, he's probably one of the most important artists for me, because after him I started really looking at other people's artwork and trying to work out what I love about it. So I think Gordon King is the most inspirational artist for me. So that's the letter G. The letter H is for... <laughs> oh, that's funny. What came up was handbag, which <laughs> it's kind of art-related because it goes back to what I said about, I think it was last week's podcast, about always having a sketchbook with you. Um, it's like if my sketch, my little sketchbook is inside my handbag. <laughs> so that's kind of related. I'm, I think I'm going to let myself have that one. So letter H is handbag. And it refers to always making sure you've got a sketchbook with you. Because you should always make sure you've got a handbag with you. <laughs> so if you've, always, if you've always got your handbag with you which you should have, then you'll also always have your sketchbook with you. And last week's podcast was all about why you should always have a sketchbook. Actually, that was last week's little art tip of the week. So, and that's basically because if you've always got your sketchbook with you, then if there's ever anything that you want to draw while you're out and about, if you ever get inspired by something, like sometimes I'll see a bunch of pigeons or something, and sitting on the ground eating and I just want to sketch them like in the park that always happens in the park that there's loads of pigeons um, so it's always handy to have a, there you go that's H H is for handy having a handbag <laughs> the letter I is for inspiration definitely so I think inspiration is the most important thing with, with art and there's many like I'm gonna I think what I do is I'll say something one little thing that I do for inspiration is I have a bunch of images that inspire me so say for instance I check my emails and I have a because Pinterest they post out these actually I posted a new inspirational model to the website last week um, She's an amazing model, and the, the way I found her was Pinterest. They send me these emails every so often. Actually, they send about two a week, I think, and it's just full of inspirational pins, and um, pins which are drawings or, or photos and stuff that they think will inspire me. And it's always full of really interesting like artwork or um, models posing. So what I normally do is I'll go... I'll always open these emails and if there's a 
if there's something that really um, catches my attention, I will screenshot it on my iPhone and then I'll stick it into this little folder. So I now have a folder full of like inspirational art and photos. Um, and then you can use that for like sketching and stuff. So the letter I is for inspiration and because the reason to do that is because sometimes I'll sit down to do a sketch and I maybe don't know what I want to sketch. I know I want to do some sketching but I don't know what I want to do or I don't know, yeah I don't know what to do. So all I have to do is go into this inspirational folder and I can just pick any photo in there and just start sketching that and then before you know it that will lead to something else. So that's for the letter I is inspiration. The letter J is for... This one's a hard one. Nothing's coming into my head. I can't think of anything. The letter J. The only thing that's coming up is Jackar, which is the company that makes my battery-operated eraser. So I, I, d I can't do that. Um, jelly. <laughs> Jam. I'm going to cheat. I'm going to cheat. I'm going to look on my website for something with J. Actually, I thought of something. It's another quote. It's just go. And what this one is, so the letter J is for the quote, just go. And what that is, is if you're thinking of doing something like going to life drawing class or going to art class, something like that. If you're thinking about it, then that means you want to do it. And it's probably a fear holding you back from doing it because that's what happened that's what happened with me when I wanted to go to art class. It took me about I think it must have taken me about two months before I, I went to my first art class. And it's because I was I was like scared of I was scared for so many reasons. I was scared because I had, at the time, I was suffering with um, social anxiety. So I had that. But I also was scared of what if I don't know what I'm doing and stuff. So I would just say just go because the best thing I ever did was to go to um, was, was to go to art class. Because it, I feel like that changed everything. Because when you go to art class, it opens so many doors. And you will meet people at art class who like if I hadn't if I had never gone to art class I would never have gone to my life drawing class which I went to after I would never have got into these some of my exhibitions all of my exhibitions that I've been in have all come about because of going to art class because you meet people and being around other artists is really like inspiring so I would say if you have a thought that you want to go to art class but there's too much fear there I would say just go because it will be the best thing you've ever done um, so that's the letter J which was quite hard to find <laughs> the letter K is for um, I could use another quote but the thing that brings the first thing is to keep going but I think that's too similar to don't give up the letter K, King Kong, <laughs> King Kong, knife, there you go, knife, 
the letter K is for knife and I have a knife I have a little knife in all of my pencil cases and the reason for that is because I have this mono eraser pen which is an eraser shaped like a pen so it's got a really fine point it's my favorite eraser for doing details but if you have a knife when that eraser gets dirty because you like click the end of it to get it to come out the other end like a mechanical pencil um, but it gets dirty and it also loses its point so if you have a knife in your pencil case you can always cut the end of that eraser and get a nice sharp edge again um, so the knife has actually been one of the most probably important things and at first I never used to do that but what happened was somebody emailed me saying because it was on a YouTube video and somebody um, I put a YouTube video out about this mono eraser pen when I'd first got it because I was so impressed with it and then somebody left a comment saying have you tried cutting it with a knife and ever since then I've always done that so the knife is a really handy thing for cutting razors to get nice sharp edges so that's handy so that's the letter K the letter L is for the thing that sprung to mind I'm gonna, mm, there's two things that came in at exactly the same time one was Loomis which is an artist who I'm going to go with this other one it's Lee Hammond so Lee Hammond well Loomis is an artist who I've got two of these books which are figure drawing and drawing the hand and ha um, <laughs> drawing the hand the head and hands he's done these books which everyone considers to be like the best but I've struggled to read those um, but the thing that because these two names popped into my head at the same time and the other one is Lee Hammond and Lee Hammond is the artist who I feel like she progressed my art more than anyone else or anything else and she has this book which is how to draw realistic portraits from photographs and I started studying from that book and I think it was about six months I studied from that book and my drawings like really really improved a lot after reading that book and she also is the person who created this drawing exercise which she called segment drawings which is where you get like a photo and you chop it into a tiny little square and then you basically draw only that tiny little square in detail and it's only like a two inch squared drawing so it's really small and it means you can do a really detailed drawing in like about an hour so again you end up with a finished drawing which is like motivating because it's nice to have a bunch of finished drawings but you're also really practicing your realistic drawing skills and it doesn't matter if you like mess it up because you've you only done a little drawing whereas if you're doing a full portrait which will take multiple hours if you mess that up there's a bit more pressure so it by doing these little segment drawings it kind of frees you up so there's a load of stuff about that on the website I'll put a link in the show notes but the the artist who created that is Lee Hammond 
So that is for the letter L. The letter M is for <laughs> money. I was going to say, uh, <laughs> yeah, money, because, um, well, there's two thoughts that I've got there, which is another paradox. On the one hand, I'm thinking, you don't need much money to do drawing, because all you need is a piece of paper and a pencil. But then I'm also thinking you do need a lot of money, because, for instance, these mono eraser pens and craft knives and everything, it all adds up. Um, so you do need money, but at the same time you don't, because if you'd had no money, you could quite easily do drawing with just a piece of paper and a pencil. Mm. I don't know whether that's a good one, but that's what came up, so <laughs> that's what we get. So the letter M is for money, and how you don't need it, but you also do. The letter N is for nudes. <laughs> That's the word that came up. So with this is very interesting because something I got asked again on the website was, isn't it uncomfortable drawing nudes? And whenever I... When I was at my old job and I said about the first time I was going to life drawing class, the first thing that people would say was, like, they said that they would be embarrassed to be drawing somebody who's nude. And for somebody like me who always suffered from social anxiety and stuff, and because I'm transgender, I've I'm also I had a lot of, like, dysphoria and stuff about my body. So the nude body has always been something kind of anxiety field I guess for me but to go to this life drawing class with the nude model you realize that it doesn't matter um you're not actually even aware sometimes that you're even looking at or drawing a nude model all you really see is a bunch of shapes and because everybody else is there to do drawing and to improve their skills it doesn't matter and like I said, after the first time, even the first time, it didn't bother me. Um, and maybe I did think it would, but it didn't. So, like the nude model, what I've noticed is that it doesn't matter about the nude. It's just a bunch of shapes. Um, and the other thing that's really cool is that you start seeing how everyone is different shapes and sizes. And there's one model at life drawing class who she actually goes and she has... Um, like hairy legs and stuff which is totally not what you would consider the norm but I like that because it means it just you start to realize that like all bodies are different and it's not until you look at the nude model that you really start to see that and this also goes back to that book that I spoke about before um, I'll put a link in the show notes but there's this lady called Margaret who I speak to on email from time to time and she created this book about the nude model about the nude body um, and like celebrating the beauty of everybody's different body so I think art really does open the door um, to for you to realize that there's nothing to be ashamed of with your body and stuff like that and life drawing class is probably where I started to learn that so N is for nude, O is for, right, the first, 
the first thing that came into my head was orange. And then I took that orange and turned it into an oval. <laughs> and then I turned that into a circle. So I've kind of got to a circle from the orange. So what I'm going to say is that O is for orange because the orange is a good thing to practice drawing. Because if you've got an orange with a light shining on it, that's a good shape, like the sphere of the orange is a good shape to practice um, studying light and how light and shadow works. And also, it's good to practice your shading skills, because you can practice capturing and um, rendering darks and lights. So O is for orange, which is all about the shape of the sphere. That's quite funny. P is for paper. That's what came up in my head. The thing with paper, I actually did a podcast about this right at the very beginning. Um, because you would think, or I always used to think, <laughs> I always used to, I always used to, because I always used to think that paper was just paper. But it's only when you start drawing and trying different paper that you realise that each different type of paper actually can create a completely different feel and drawing. So P is for paper. Q is for... Hmm. The thing that came to my head was Q-tip, which I think... I'm not sure, but I think Q-tip is like those cotton buds. You can use these cotton buds for... Well, some people use them for blending, like pencils. But what I use them for is, when I'm doing my coloured pencil drawings, you can actually dip the cotton bud or the Q-tip into the like blending solution and you can create like a nice blend with your coloured pencils. So Q is for Q-tip, which I think is a cotton bud, but I'm not sure. R is for relentless because <laughs> I think you have to be relentless with drawing so when you have a day when you're drawing and it's just not going very well you have to be relentless to turn up the next day and do another drawing it's like that with everything I've noticed if you're struggling with something you have to be so relentless that whatever like obstacles come in your way you just keep going and I think the way to become relentless is to visualise what you want and like really feel it so much that you need it. And so then you know what you want and you know why you're doing it. So that when you do hit these obstacles, you'll find a way to get over them because you have to. Because otherwise you can't have this other thing that, that you're like, you visualised. And so you have to be relentless to never give up. So I think that's what I'm going to say for R. R is for relentless. S is for... Hmm, the thing that came to my head was sellotape. Um, and there's this type of tape that I've got which is called magic tape. And it's this type of sellotape which it allows you to... And put the sellotape down, but you can actually like peel it off without 
you can peel it and reuse it. So it's, it's this magic tape, which I'll put a link in the show notes. And it's basically reusable sellotape. And the reason that I love this stuff is because when I'm working on a pencil drawing on my drawing board, I can sellotape the paper. I can sellotape the paper to the drawing board with this stuff, with this magic tape. And it means that when I peel the sellotape off, it doesn't affect the paper at all. Because before I used this stuff, I was using masking tape. Because that's what I saw everyone else using. And what was happening was, I would, at the end of the drawing, I would peel this masking tape off. And sometimes it would rip the paper. And also what it would do is, because masking tape has this, like a, it has a weird texture to it, like a liney texture, it would also um, put lines onto my paper. So then when I tried to shade over where the tape was, I'd end up with this, like, imprinted shape and like liney texture on my paper which was impossible to get rid of so that's actually what made me research into different types of sellotape and that's when I found this magic tape and that's that really has been magic because I've not used anything since because it just works perfectly so I'll um, put a link in the show notes because that stuff is amazing and you can use it for so many different things like, if you were doing a painting, you could actually put that um, piece of magic tape on your painting to get a nice straight edge. And you would know that you're not going to leave any type of um, damage on your paper. I feel like it's something everyone should have in their little like art tools, is this magic tape. So that's for the letter S, is sellotape. The letter T is for <laughs> I just thought of tomato but that's that would be linked to the sphere I've thought of a quote that I like so what sprung to my mind was take your time this is the same with doing your makeup as well there's this really good quote which is when you rush you delay um, and when you slow down that's when you speed up but I like the quote when you rush you delay because it's so true. I, I remember that even when I'm at work. Because I work as a cleaner. And if I start rushing. That's when I start making mistakes. So I might start rushing the job. And I'll for instance. Not knock over the mop and bucket. And then I'll have to clear up. The water that I've now spilt on the floor. Because I was rushing. Which is going to delay me. Whereas if I had taken my time. I would have got there a little bit slower. But I would have. I would have got there quicker because I wouldn't now having I wouldn't have to clear up my mess. <laughs> so I use that quote with everything in my life of um when you rush you delay. But if you think like take your time, that is so important with drawing, especially when you're doing a realistic drawing because what I've noticed is that you get to this point sometimes where you want to start rushing it and you you get like impatient, I guess. And and I've noticed if I ever start rushing a drawing, it will never turn out good. Or it will never turn out as good as it could if if I just slowed down and took my time. And it can be a bit annoying because it obviously means everything is going to take a bit longer. But like I said, it will it, so half the time it won't take longer because if you start rushing, 
you'll look at what you've done and you'll think, I don't like that. And then you'll end up erasing it and having to redo it. But you'll redo it a bit slower, which if you had just done it slower the first time, you wouldn't have to have gone through that thing. But sometimes you have to go through that to realise that you have to slow down. (laughs) So it is quite funny how you sometimes have to rush to find out that you need to be slowing down. But I think what happens is the first time you rush, it puts something in your head to say, when I'm doing this, I need to slow down. So for for instance, if I'm rendering hair on a portrait or fur on an animal, that's when I really have to remember to do it really slowly in like layers. Because um, the, the slower you go, with the layers and the more time you take with the layers the thicker that the hair is going to look so the more realistic it's going to look but sometimes you just want to sort of you just want to quickly rush the first few layers to get to the good stuff which is when you start putting in the fun details at the end but if you rush those first layers it will show through somehow I don't know how but it always shows through in the later layers so it means even if you take your time and do really nice like later layers to some extent the damage has been done by these earlier layers when you rushed so you you have to take your time at all stages if you're doing a realistic drawing but then if you're doing something else like gesture drawings that's the complete opposite which is with that you don't want to take your time you want to just completely go for it because the quicker you go with a gesture drawing the more you're going to capture like pure essence Um, so that's quite funny that's kind of another like a paradoxy thing whereby a drawing is made up of going quick and going slow because you go quick with the gesture to get the essence of what you want but then you have to go slow to like render it to get the details so in a weird way they both work together but there are times when you need to take your time so t is for take your time which i guess could be like um patience really the letter u hmm i could cheat a little bit and say u as in i could turn the letter U into the word U. <laughs> I'm going to do that. It's a bit... Well, there's a U at the end of the, the word U. So that does kind of work. So the letter U is for the word U. Because the thing with drawing is it's all up to you. Everything is in your control. So it's all about it's all about you in that... You're the one who will decide how good you get. Because if you, again, if you're relentless and if you want it badly enough, then you will decide how good you get. Because, like, drawing, what I've noticed is drawing is just a skill like anything else. Um, I don't believe in this thing of talent. I think some people maybe are naturally a little bit better at... um, maybe the hand-to-eye coordination is a bit better or something but I honestly believe that anyone can become 
like an amazing artist if they want it badly enough. So, so I think it is all on you as to how good you get. So the letter U is for the word you. <laughs> That's quite funny. The letter V, the word that comes to mind is vision. And this kind of goes back to what I said before with the word of relentless. Um, when you visualise what you want, um, that will really help you become better because when you visualise something and like really feel it, it, it almost becomes real. It suddenly becomes a lot more powerful. So by visualising stuff, you can actually make yourself like really determined to achieve it. Whereas if you if you want it but you haven't visualised it, it, when it gets tough, I think you might give up because you haven't really felt what it's going to be like to have that thing. I think we all have to have a vision. Because I think without a vision, you don't know where you're going. And if you don't know where you're going, you don't know if you're doing the right thing. So I feel like vision is probably the most one of the most important things. So V is for vision. W is, I'm going to say, watercolour, which is probably obvious. <laughs> but um, something I love about watercolour is how random it is. So um, something, this watercolour to me is very much a paradox because you have control over it, but you also don't. So you have control over like the colours. You can mix the colours to get the colours you want. You have control about how much you put on the paintbrush. You have control about where you put the paint on the paper. But with watercolour, even when you've made the colour, it still might be random because there might be a bit which is a bit... <laughs> there might be a bit of that colour on the paintbrush which is more watery. And so it will change colour slightly and be more transparent. So I noticed that even though you you sort of, are th even though you think you're in control of the watercolour, it will still be random. And that is what I think makes watercolour so, like, fun, is because you don't really know what it's going to do. Because I've only, I haven't done much watercolour, but that was one of the first things I noticed, was that with watercolour, it is, it's definitely the most out-of-control art thing I've ever done. Um, of all the paints, it's, it's the most out-of-control, and it's way more out of control than pencils and charcoal because even charcoal is a bit random but watercolour is definitely the most out of control but you also have control so I really like that about watercolour so W is for watercolour X X is for <laughs> the thing that came to my head was x-ray vision because this is something that Bert Dodgson said in his first book, which is when you're drawing something, you, you need to almost create an x-ray vision. You almost need to learn x-ray vision. So what he says is if, if you're drawing something like, let's say you're drawing a cube, or, well, if in the book he gives the example of um, a chair. So he says if you're trying to draw a chair with like four legs, what you want to do is, this is this is interesting because this is kind of where it gets a bit paradoxical because he, drawing is all about drawing what you see, not what you know. 
but then by having this x-ray vision you're putting in a bit of information so you're you're not just drawing what you see you are drawing what you think you see as well because with x-ray vision you'll look at that chair and let's say you're looking at looking at it from an angle from above the seat of the chair will cover like a bit of the back legs but if you can get x-ray vision you can like imagine but you can almost see the legs of the chair going through the seat and then it will allow you to see where the legs connect with the seat so that when you're drawing what you're drawing even though you're drawing what you see you can also like make sure that you're getting it as accurate as possible by being able to imagine where all the shapes are so it, it will it will like improve your perspective um, and with that he also talked about drawing through which is kind of like x-ray vision so like if you were drawing that chair you would draw the seat and then you would draw the legs and even though you couldn't see the top half of the legs because it was covered by the seat he what he recommended doing was carrying on the line of the leg like going through so drawing through the seat um, so even though you can't see that he recommends still drawing it because then you can sort of check that the leg that you've drawn or the part of the leg that you've drawn actually lines up with the seat and then you can erase those lines so that's almost like um, a way of an exercise of improving your x-ray vision is by doing drawing through and then it gets to a point where you can actually start looking at things and almost seeing the back of it without being able to see the back of it um, so that was quite um, a fun thing to learn actually is x-ray vision so x is for x-ray vision y yellow <laughs> oh, that's a nice one I like the colour yellow that's the first thing that came to my head so I have to go with it um, and what do I think about the colour yellow I like the colour yellow because it reminds me of the sun <laughs> and I like the sun I guess what I would say about that is how how interesting colours are because they're all different colours colours are different colours that's quite funny so I think what I'm going to say with this one is yellow but I'm going to link it to colour because what, I haven't done much work with colour most, most of my stuff has been pencil drawings but the thing I love about colour is it just adds a whole new like element of fun because you can be a lot more expressive and creative and yellow is definitely a bright colour so it's probably one of the most expressive colours so I think what I would say is why is for yellow and how much fun it is to have colour in your artwork and then the final one which is Z this goes back to earlier with the uh, this goes back to the letter K no this goes back to the letter Q with the Q-tip because what I do with my Q-tip is I dip it into this thing. I dip it into this liquid, which is called Zestit. Z-E-S-T-I-T. 
and what it is is it's this blending stuff which smells of like lemons so it hasn't got a, it hasn't it's got a really nice smell it's not toxic or anything and what you do is you dip your q-tip into that and then well i also use a little paintbrush i started out using q-tips but then i moved on to paintbrushes so this is really fun because what you do is you, you put your colored pencil onto the paper and this works really well with um, prismacolor premium pencils and what you do is you put your pencil onto the paper and then you dip your paintbrush a really little paintbrush you dip it into your zest it which is this liquid and you you can almost like paint on top of your colored pencils and you can create really nice blends like between the different colors um, and it, it's really beautiful and it ends up making it look you end up with this coloured pencil drawing which kind of almost has a painty feel to it so I really like the way Zestit works and I don't think I would ever do pencil drawings now without you um, coloured pencil drawings without using Zestit and I know they also have other stuff um, I'm not sure what it is but I've only ever used the coloured pencil blending but they also have other Zestit liquids i think some of them must be for like oil paints and stuff like that but their thing is it's called zest because it's it smells like lemon zest um so it's just a really nice way to use chemicals that would normally be harmful or like have a toxic smell it's a way of using stuff like that but having nice lemony smells <laughs> so z is for zest it and that's the end of it. So that's the complete spontaneous A to Z of art. And I'll put them all in the sh in the show notes. And if there's any anything that links to other things, I'll like link to the products and stuff. And you can find that at sofreeart.com. I hope you enjoyed that. I actually really enjoyed that one. It was quite fun. Um, and I'm glad I did that because I wasn't going to do it. I thought maybe being spontaneous it would be too random or something but i think that added to it so this week's little art tip of the week i've actually got a new i've decided on a little like jingle or something for art tip of the week so last week's last week i introduced a new feature to the show which is the little art tip of the week and i said i was going to come up with a jingle for it and what i've decided is that So that's, that means it's art tip of the week time and this week's art tip of the week is all about having a makeup brush and I actually recorded a YouTube video about this a few months ago um, and it's just a little 60 second video showing why I think everyone should have a little makeup brush in their pencil case and stuff. I haven't actually edited that video yet I need to do that but this is a really simple little art tip but I think it's quite helpful and and it makes it a bit more fun as well and there's a lady at art class who she has started now taking her own little makeup brush to art class because she asked me why I always have a makeup brush with me and I told her and the reason is if you're doing drawing when you start using like an eraser or something, that eraser will just 
cover your paper with little bits of eraser and what most people do is they'll either blow it <laughs> they'll wipe it away with their fingers but if you blow it you're gonna potentially like spit on your drawing which will leave a little mark and you won't be able to get rid of that so that you could ruin your drawing like that and then if you rub the um, eraser away the oils on your finger could actually smudge your drawing so you don't really want to be doing that and so what I thought of was why don't I buy a little makeup brush and then what you can do is you just hold that I always hold my makeup brush in my left hand I draw with my right hand and then I hold my makeup brush in my left hand and whenever every so often because it's not just a razor it's also like lead from the pencils you can get little crumbs on the paper so if you just have this little makeup brush you can just quickly wipe it away and what I love about this is it also it feels really satisfying just doing that the action of wiping the paper with the makeup brush is really fun <laughs> and it sounds really nice as well so my little tip is to always have a makeup brush with you and like if you hold it in your left hand you'll get into the habit of using it to like tidy up your paper so that's this week's art tip of the week <laughs> i hope you enjoyed that and that's it for this week's podcast you can find show notes and stuff at sofreeart.com you can find me at sophielawson.com and i think that's it this week's inspirational quote goes to claire cook and it is if plan a doesn't work the alphabet has 25 more letters claire cook <laughs>